back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back on the block. Eastrick and Nate Brennan coming to you two to four every day right here. Same station, 93.7 The Ticket. You can find us here on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. That's where we be. It's now time to bring in my guy, your guy, all of our guy, Cluster Johnson, joining us on the block right now. What's up, my guy? Cluster Johnson here, number 33 in your program, but number one in your heart. I'm back. Yay. Yay. That wasn't too bad. Yay. My guy, your guy, <laughs> all our guys. Listen, man, we we normally bring you in because we like to talk a little bit, a lot about Husker football because you are a Husker legend winning two national championships with the Huskers. But you had a chance to hear some great news some good, good news didn't necessarily translate this time, but it doesn't matter because uh, someone close to you had the uh, opportunity to get upgraded, like Beyonce would say. I think that's what she said. She had a song called <laughs> Upgrade You. He got upgraded. And that would be your son, Cade. Cade.com. Cade, a.k.a. Cade.com. Johnson. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, um, it's funny when I talk to you, Strick, because Strick been there from the beginning, so he knows all these little nicknames. <laughs> we, we we call KK.com because he's one of those guys who just know a lot of useless information. <laughs> <laughs> useful, useful and useless. Like yeah. he knows things that you wouldn't think a 24-year-old would know. So, exactly. But, uh, yeah. Um, like pitching woo. Last Last week he was telling me that he was running a lot with the first team because of the uh, the two pro bowlers, um, Lockett and Metcalf, were injured. And at that moment they were doubtful for the game. But, Strick, you remember in football uh, and probably in basketball too that after you get done playing like a grueling game, you know how grueling pro mm-hmm. sports could be on your body? Yeah. Um, I'm sure after games, these guys are like, there's no way my body is going to be recovered by next Sunday. And I think that what happens with these guys when they don't practice and they have Cade running um, most of the first team reps, well, what's happening to Cade is he's being able to show – Mm-hmm. You know, with the first team that that he can do it. He could, and, and you know, he's going against their defense and and scoring touchdowns and making things look real easy on a, on a pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that Cade is starting to be rewarded for his hard work. So I, I so you mix in these guys not feeling very well during the weeks and and saying, you know, hey, coach, I think I may be doubtful. I think it made. Those, uh, you know, Coach Carroll and and the, his receivers coach go. You know what? K can play in this league. He's really good. He does very well in the preseason, and uh, he's doing. He does very well in practice. You know, don't make mistakes. Uh, and, and he gets open. 
he's not even coverable, you know, because I see his his uh, highlights, his practice highlights, and I mean they just can't even cover it. Mm. Uh, he's just so slippery. He's very slippery. Route running is knows, solid. He knows how to release. Mm-hmm. He just knows how to get open. And him and Geno, uh, last year, you know, Geno was pretty yeah. much like the scout, the scout team quarterback. quarterback. Mm-hmm. And uh, they developed a, a rapport because, obviously, Russell Wilson was the was the starter last year, but Geno was down there with Cade. So Geno and Cade are really They know each close. other. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know he's close with the receivers too. So they you know they told K he'd be coming up. You know he's he's coming up. He earned it. And if and if uh, if those guys got to running and they didn't feel a hundred, then K was going to play a bigger role. But those guys obviously ended up. And what happens is your adrenaline kicks in, and you're ready to go. So love it. Both guys played. So K uh, uh, did not play in the game, yeah. but he was rewarded. He was rewarded. He was on the field. And that's a uh, there's a significant difference from being on the field than also being off. We ain't gonna we ain't gonna delve into that, but there is a little bit difference on on that. Just just no financially Yeah, yeah, just 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 know there's a big difference when you get on the floor uh, on the on the field <laughs> on Sunday. Um see Seattle right now is in a unique space. They're doing better without Russell Wilson, and Wilson is doing worse where he's at. And Geno is getting them busy every week. They're leading the NFC West, which was 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 supposed to. They were supposed to be in the dungeons and dragons of the freaking bottom of the NFC West, and they find themselves atop at five and three right now. But they've got a tough challenge coming up on the NFC North out of uh, with Minnesota. What is it? What do you think? They're going to have to do, or they need to do, in order because Minnesota's playing some good ball right now. Uh, yeah. What do you think they're going to need to do in order to 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 put themselves in competition to uh, be at the top of the division? Well, or at the one top of the, of the noticed, conference. One of one of the things I noticed about the NFL is just a really fine line between five and three, and three and five, and two and five. I mean. When you look at the end of these games, it usually a lot of times it comes down to like the fourth quarter. I mean these, I mean these are professionals. I mean all these guys have pride and and they're professionals out there, and uh, so it's very important. Number one is to win your home games because mm-hmm. uh, it just it gets it gets very tough on the road. That Seattle Stadium is. It is incredibly loud. I could not believe how loud it was. Um, and there's people with earplugs there. I mean, that's how loud it is because it, it, it they pride themselves on making teams jump off sides and, and delay games and stuff like that because you can't hear the quarterback. Mm. So the crowd can play a significant role in uh, how you do um, away from home. But, you know, what they need to do is, Again, they got two Pro Bowl receivers in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and they got some potential rookies of the year. And and uh, you know Walker the third, who came out of Michigan State, he was a really good running back last year from Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You remember him? So he's oh, their yeah. starting running back. And then they also have a DB, uh, Ty uh, Tyrone. God, is Woodley. It's Tyrone Woolley, I want to say his name is, but he ran a he ran the second fastest forty ever as a DB. 
Um, he's and he's six three. He's six three. He ran a four two three. That's blazing. Uh, he just recently he's got four or five picks already as a rookie. So I mean they're playing some really good defense because those young guys have, have now um, um, you know starting to feel comfortable and learning what to do. And 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 then like you said before, Gino is just starting to be really consistent. Man, he's very accurate. He's very consistent. If they can give this, if they can give him time, because he's not as agile, he doesn't run like Russell. Mm-hmm. But if you give him time, you give him three seconds, he's going to put it where it needs to go. And, yeah. and with the receivers that they have, um, you know, they they should be all right. They should be right there in the end uh, when they, you know who wins their division. So, quick question. Um, normally, I, I, I mean, normally their their wideouts do very well in the Seattle system. Um, but they traded for a former first round draft pick in Noah Fant, who came from Denver in the in the trade. Um, what do you think? What, what when you put your eyes on him? Because he's a local kid. He's from here. You know, yeah. um, um, I liked him. I always thought he he was. He was unique in that space. Yeah. I probably would have been like similar, probably what I would have done. But he's he's on he's, he's his numbers just aren't showing the way that yes. I thought he. So can, can you break that down for me a little bit? I'm just just you know a local kid that that great find, question. Yeah, great question. Go ahead. So what's happening with Noah? And so after the game, actually before the game, and after the game, so the day before we had lunch with Noah and Kate. Noah's dad was there. Um, we all had lunch together. And then after the game, we all had dinner together. And one of the problems with Noah uh, going on is is Seattle has three tight ends that they rotate. Yeah, Will Disley and him and, and who's the other one? Yeah. Kobe Parkinson? Yeah, so they, they drafted a guy in the fourth round uh, last year. And then um, the other two are really good. You know, Noah's good. He's considered the starter, but I, like I said, they allow the other two to uh, to, to play significantly, and it's affecting Noah's numbers. He talked about it too, and he I think he's a little frustrated about by it because uh, you know contract talks are going to be coming up here real soon. He's he he just opted into his fifth year, mm-hmm. but um, he's he has uh, you know. After this year, they're going to be talking contract again, and uh, he he does realize his numbers are down. He just hopes that they realize why, mm-hmm. um, and and it, it's it's due to uh, uh, just number of plays. He's not getting the same number of plays in Denver as he was in, in Seattle, and I know he's been talking to them a lot about that, and uh, not sure what's going to happen. You know, that's that's just NFL politics. Right, and, and that is always part of the game, unfortunately. Clutch, uh, one last question: Do um, what is what is Cade's um, situation like? I mean, I know he's he he's one of the up and down players based on you know roster. He's with the scout, not scout team, but the um, uh, what do they call it in the NFL? Practice, practice the squad. practice squad. Yeah, and he's on the practice squad, and then he's also um, kind of coming up and down. Uh, what was his contract for one year? Is he, is he like on a one year continuous until um, you know he probably lands on a on a roster and then they, that, that changes? How does it work in the NFL? See, in the NBA, it's a little bit different, but right, I just want right. to understand the so, system for our listeners. 
So if you, you know, if you if you make a practice squad, <clears throat> basically they're saying you are good enough to play here, but just due to the numbers, um, we we can't, you know, we can only have so many guys that are active. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and you know, people can sign you, right? People can sign you from your pre- from like other yeah. teams if they want you, they can come get you from a practice squad, correct? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. they can. Yes, they can. And he uh, he actually had that opportunity this past year, but he was already in the system, and he said the only way that he would leave is someone was going to sign him directly to the active roster. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, that's he said that's the only way he would leave if if he was going to be signed to uh, an active roster, but you know, for him, um, the reason why he so desperately wants to play in some regular games um, is so he can get more film. You know, mm. film during, you know, real games. Yeah. And yeah. he's got a lot of film for preseason. He's got a chance, you know, he got a chance to get, you know, he made a lot of catches during the preseason. So at least he has that film, but he wants game film because that's what people, you know, they remember plays that you make and uh but you know his agent said these scouts they know everybody they know people on their practice squads they know they it's their job to really just scout not only for themselves but they scout other people's practice squads and and as long as uh he is staying in seattle they realize how deep seattle is because seattle is one of those teams who have a pretty deep roster of receivers yeah and i know that there are some other teams out there really struggling hard uh you know atlanta uh i know chicago um there there's some teams that, made a couple moves. That, that really could probably use somebody like him yeah but uh you know it, it just comes down to um you know opportunity and and what these other teams perceive what they need most at the time you know some 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 teams have just more glaring needs than receivers. So where's where yeah. where's the best fit for him? You know, I know you you normally go by letters. You go X Y Z, so forth. What 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 is um the the position that you envision and he talks about being best for him? What where where does he fit in the slot? You know, on, you know obviously, X? obviously uh, slot. Mm-hmm. You know, some, somewhere in the slot uh, where he's going. Uh, more against safety linebackers, and linebackers. And safety. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't feel like they can cover him very well right and uh he can really give some offense and a, a real advantage all right uh, by, by getting open you know getting open making plays and he's probably have one of the best sets of hands that uh i mean out of the three he's really just kind of developed into a, a out of my three sons, his hands is is man second to none, second to none. I mean, K don't drop anything, right? And and, uh, and it's just it's just about so it's just about mentality, you know. His his mentality is just it's just natural underdog, mm-hmm. it's a natural underdog. So when when whenever you feel like you're an underdog and and you don't think people think that you're good, he always trying to prove that you're good. In every single thing that you do, um, so for sure that that's Kate. 
Well, hey, man, thank you for breaking that down. Thank you for giving us the wisdom. I know you made the trip. You and I think you went up there with uh, the youngest Damn. of the bunch. The young, my honey, the youngin, yeah, everybody. Everybody Civil, went on up, Civil, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole family went up there and made it happen. So I'm glad you guys got a chance to do that. Was the weather lovely? It was good. Uh, it, it was really good for the game, but the day, uh, the day after, and that night after the game, it's rainy. It's of very course. rainy. Very rainy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, we thank you, uh, as always, Cluster, for joining us. Yes, we didn't talk Husker football today, but we definitely talked Seahawks football, and we mm-hmm. thank you for joining us to give us a little bit of insight on that. Congratulations to Kay Johnson, who yeah. was uh, upgraded uh, and brought onto the team, onto the roster, and uh, has a chance to make things happen. The games is still uh, yet to come, so uh, hopefully he'll be able to get an opportunity to get out there. Cluster, we look forward to hopefully hearing from you next week. Big game this week. Weekend again at home, Minnesota. They came up short last weekend. A lot of turnovers, a lot of things happened. I know you didn't get to watch the game, but uh, if you get a chance to put your eyes on this one, we would hopefully hear from you next Monday. My eyes will be on it this week. My eyes will be on it this week. No doubt. So we definitely look forward to hearing you. There he is, Cluster Johnson, two-time national champion, joining us on the block, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. We've got to take a break right now for our last final segment of the day, and uh, it's still Optimistic Tuesday. We're optimistic nah. that we still have. Ah, hush your mouth. We're we'll out of here. optimistic. <laughs> we'll be right back after this on 93.7 93. The Ticket on the block.